0: on blast and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is sheldon alexander and thank you guys for tuning in wherever you are streaming this podcast live you can catch us right now on twitter streaming at shell alexander you can find us streaming right now on twitch on blast podcast is where you can find that on twitch you can find us on youtube which the address there is sheldon alexander same thing for instagram at sheldon alexander the reason i say that out loud is because wherever you're listening You can send in your comments and questions, head to the YouTube page, head to the Twitch page, head to the Twitter feed, send in your comments and questions because this is your live and interactive, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. After each and every game, I'll go through, tell you guys what I think, and then I'll read your comments because I want to hear from you guys and what you think as a fan base for the Toronto Raptors. Tough loss in this one as they fall to the Miami Heat. 116 to 108 very tough loss for the raptors but you're running into a trip where five games in seven nights which is what a lot of this season is gonna be but hey at certain points you you, it was a tough loss for the raps at the end of the day jimmy butler it's it's jimmy butler right the thing i want to know and i'm waiting to see more post-game comments from nick nurse is i want to see what happened with pascal siakam Because I did not notice Siakam in the fourth quarter at all. I see this right now from Josh Lewenberg who says, in regards to Siakam sitting out in the fourth quarter, hold on, let me turn down the music for this one so we make sure we get this. And again, people, wherever you're listening, send in your comments and questions. You can find us on Twitch. You can find us on YouTube. People on the Instagram feed, I haven't put the link in the bio yet, but I will do that right now. But for my people that are on instagram if you want to get to the proper feed because i had someone ask me this last pod if you want to get to the proper feed just go to the link in bio on instagram and that way you can watch the podcast with the proper audio you can see the full set you see the you get the proper audio with the full mics and all that fun stuff it's just a better feed and also you still get to interact with a bunch of people who are on the youtube stream as well asking questions and commenting in that chat forum uh but yes i want to get to this right away because i thought siakam not playing in the fourth seemed weird so josh lundberg says uh in regards to siakam sitting out the fourth nurse said he liked what he was seeing from the group that was on the floor thought they were hanging in slash making runs wanted to change up the rotation in the second night of a back-to-back could do that more often in the second half of the season hmm interesting Sounds like Siakam got benched, right? Like I'm not wrong there because I I thought it was weird because looking at the game, I I thought, you know, it was very far into the fourth quarter and there's still no Pascal Siakam. And, you know, you look at it and you think, all right, he had four fouls. He's in foul trouble. So you could see why he might be waiting, waiting, waiting. But in a lot of those stretches late in the fourth quarter, the Raptors probably could have used a rebound or two. So it was an interesting move to have Pascal on the bench. Now, in fairness, it's not like Pascal played well. And in fairness, maybe other guys deserve the minutes more. But that is a interesting call. I'll say that. Five points for Pascal Siakam in this game. He only played 24 minutes. Again, on the second night of a back-to-back, he was one of six from the floor. Had four assists. But there are some... He had four fouls, as mentioned. But there are some bad fouls where... He's kind of out of control, offensive fouls, not really looking good, but interesting decision there. But again, Raps lose 116-108, to 108. they dropped the last two games of this whole five games in seven nights, and of course they dropped the second game of a back-to-back, which the Raptors are now 1-5 in five this season on said second nights of a back-to-back. Lowry with 24 points in his return, Freddie also joined him with the 24-point club, but No Siakam, and I think that part is super interesting if you ask me. On the flip side, Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. If you're a long-time Raptors fan, you've gotten used to, and I tweeted this out, why is it always Jimmy against the Raps? And someone pointed out on Twitter, they, they commented at me, and they said, he does this against everybody. Cool, I get that. Jimmy Butler is really, really good. I understand that. The point I was making, though, was jimmy butler against the raps it always seems that he's just on one like there's just another level and i don't know if it's a playful relationship he has with kyle lowry that kind of gives him the little extra oomph but my guy always just seems in crunch time the raptors have no answers for him but he was doing everything 27 points 10 assists 8 rebounds for jimmy butler 8 of 17 3 of 4 from 3 And Jimmy's been shooting below 20% from three-point land this season. And my guy's 3 of 4 in this game. So again, he doesn't do that versus everybody. But he did that tonight against the Raptors. And this highlights a point that I thought was super interesting when you look at Miami as a whole, right? So you look at their assist numbers. Again, Jimmy Butler with 10 assists in this game. When you look at Miami as a team, okay? Okay as a team the miami heat had 37 made field goals in this game 37 made field goals they had 31 assists that means of their 37 made baskets 31 of them were off assists. that's just showing the level of offense that these guys were playing and everybody was getting involved they're passing up good shots for better shots and everything was in within the flow of the offense when you're getting a lot of points off of assists, that's just showing great ball movement, and you got to give them credit for that. Five players in, sorry, six players in double digits for the Heat. Jimmy with 27, Bam with 19, Duncan Robinson with 17, 15 for Dragic off the bench, Iggy with 12 off the bench, and Vincent with 11 off the bench. That's just high-level offense from the Heat, and for the Raps on the second end of a back-to-back, that's going to be difficult for them to keep up with when freddie's logging heavy minutes for a second night in a row luckily kyle was able to to give the raps a boost but end of the day you need siakam it, it's going to be tough to beat miami on the second night of a back-to-back if pascal siakam isn't playing well which he did not in his limited minutes in this game so i'll go through kind of what happened in the game, and then, as mentioned, send in your comments and questions. And for those who might not be familiar, you can also find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast Podcast is the network. Wherever you're searching for this or any of our other pods that we might have. So let's start with this game here, and then I'll get to your comments. So please continue to send in those comments as you see fit. I will go through and also change this key so it'll add some statistics to the graphic here that you see on screen. But yeah, game starts and it was like a shooting, it was a three-point shooting contest early on. And the Raptors were hitting early. At the end of that first quarter, great run by the Raps, by the way, just before the end of the the third. And I thought, you know, there's a great play drawn up for Norm Powell. It's just a reminder of how good and some of the little things that Nick Nurse does. But that out of bounds play to norm who hits a three which gave the raptors the lead after the first quarter they were up 35 32 raptors were 9 of 14 from three which is 61.5 percent for the mathematicians at home but from the floor they're still shooting basically 58 percent lowry had 12 points he started off four of five freddie had nine points in that first quarter and the two of them combined for five of seven from three-point land so again great signs for the raptors both of your guards are getting buckets doing a great job kyle lowry looked like he's been itching to get back into the game as he came out gunning so that was a good sign if you're a raptors fan just the uh the juice that kyle lowry appeared to come out with in this game so we move on to the second quarter it's still kyle lowry but all of a sudden things start to take a turn the heat are hitting all their threes at this point they were five of eight from three in that second quarter to start, like to start off that second quarter, right? Kendrick Nunn then hits a three. Then Jimmy Butler with the steal and dunk. And all of a sudden, a close game turned into a 12-point lead for Miami on after a 16-5 run. And again, this was all three-pointers, and then you started to see the trend of the Heat being able to turn defense into offense. That's really what made it tough. And if not for Freddie making a push late, this game could have been in the 15 point range because that's the the clip the heat were shooting the ball at especially in that second quarter again they started six of ten from three in that second quarter and you look at it and two things stand out to me one bam was just dominating the paint he had 10 rebounds in the first half five of them were on the offensive glass in the first half heat led by 10 but they're getting scoring from everybody. Duncan Robinson was leading the way with 14 points. Dragic had 13 points. Iggy and Bam had nine. Jimmy Butler only had eight. Why did he only have eight? Because he was getting everyone else involved. And that's where you, you, you look at this Miami Heat team, and I know their record says one thing, but they were a team that was dealing a lot with COVID early on in this young season. And Jimmy Butler's just made his way back from being on that list. And He's starting to to pick things back up. The team is starting to round in the form. And you look at this team and you say, okay, well, right now they're on the outside looking in as an inch closer to whatever the play-in game is. But you look at this team, and especially without Tyler Hero tonight, you get why Miami could be a team to be reckoned with still if they can finally get healthy and stay healthy. Because it's great coaching. It's a great system. That matchup zone they were playing, the Raps had trouble with because... They're forcing you to hit and make shots. If you're not going to make shots, you're going to lose to the Miami Heat. And the Raptors, just without their legs at the end of the game in the second half, they really struggled to make shots late. And I think if you're Jimmy Butler, eight points in that first half, but you're getting everyone else involved. And I mentioned those assist stats because that's huge. That's just showing the ball movement. And that's where I'm talking about the structure of how this team plays. So third quarter... It's a second game in a row where you're giving the Raptors credit and it sounds like a moral victory type thing and it's early in the season. The Raps have gotten back to respectability. They're in and around that 500 mark. I know they dropped back down below it but the point I'm making here is you're almost at the point of the season and I think you can do this for the first half but in the second half you kind of get got to get over the moral victory stuff but in this instance it's a second game in a row where you're giving the Raptors a bit of credit here for still battling the whole way through the game. And you're going to, the reality is, you're going to win a lot of games in the NBA by doing that. It's just the last two games happen to be against the Sixers and the Heat, two really good teams in the East. So as we move on to that second half, Raptors 7 0 run early led by Kyle Lowry. He's knocking down threes. Kyle was feeling good. And At one point into that third quarter he already had 24 points started off 9 of 11 and this is where you know someone else after that Kyle gets you those points early but someone else has to pick up the slack late and I think you know Pascal was in foul trouble Freddie was hitting big shots down the stretch Norm was okay but they really could have used Siakam giving them a boost late but I'm also not going to be one to sit here and argue with Nick Nurse. Right? Like Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse knows what he's doing and he's pulling the strings. And it's not necessarily, you know, even if he makes the game, makes it the move in this game, he's thinking long term moves. Right? He's thinking about how this might affect Siakam going forward. You know, give him the bit of a reality check here that, you know, second I have a back to back, it's okay. Don't worry. But next time, if you don't want this to happen, right? You might got to do a little bit differently early on in the game when you get those minutes. So it's it's interesting, but the wraps at the end of the day, Kyle ran out of gas. And it's his first game back. And again, your expectations for what Kyle Lowry is and what Kyle Lowry does is going to be just different at this point of his career. Because he had 24 points at the end of three, and he finished the game with 24 points. So again... Someone else had to pick up the slack. The Raps didn't get much from their bench at all. Terrence Davis got a lot of minutes in that second half, and I thought that was kind of interesting because he's kind of all over the place. Hit a couple shots, but also took some bad shots. Not a lot of Bembry in this game. Stanley Johnson didn't really give them good minutes. Raps didn't get much from their bench at all in this game. and I found it interesting that we saw so much of Baines and Boucher in this game because I thought, you know, with Miami, Bam being their only big, and a lot of Olenek, I thought Bembry might be a matchup for this game, but again, Nick Nurse is playing around with the, with the rotation, he's trying to get certain guys going, you know he turns to Terrence Davis when he needs kind of an offensive boost, so I'm not going to question what Nick Nurse is doing, Nick Nurse is obviously way smarter than me, and knows what he's doing, knows his players a lot better than any of us, but And I always think too, Nick Nurse is always playing the long game. So we look at game to game and I'm, I'm looking at this game and saying, oh, he should have done this. And maybe this could have happened. Maybe that could have happened. But Nick Nurse is always thinking about the long-term game and, you know, getting the team and getting people ready for that. And I think that part is super impressive and super, it's a reminder just for all of us as well. Right. I think that we need that reminder. That it's a long game. Nick Nurse is thinking about the whole season and the playoffs and getting his team ready for that. Um, I mentioned the end of the third quarter. Fred Van Fleet, he gutted out a performance in this game that was really, really, really good on a second night of a back-to-back. Because you could tell he was tired. He played a lot of minutes. He played that entire third quarter. And my guy at the end of the third quarter has the ball, falls down, gets up, and somehow hits this crazy shot, and I don't know how many times you're going to see Freddie knock down a crazy shot like that, but maybe they got to go to a more in crunch time, I don't know, but either way, Freddie's been hitting some crazy, crazy, crazy shots, and at the end of that third quarter, the Raptors were only down seven points, and you got to think that's, you're in striking distance at that point, you really are, but we talk about Miami and what they were doing, and late Or midway through that fourth quarter to have 28 assists on 31 made field goals meaning only three of your baskets were not from assists that is showing you how great their offense was playing how well the ball was moving but as mentioned the game got to four points Terrence Davis hit a three that cut the game to four points so the wraps are right there And a theme that we talk about all the time since the inception of this podcast, which was three years ago when the Raptors had a guy named Kawhi Leonard. And I would stress all the time to just marvel at being able to watch just when you see a certain player at that level. We talk about the levels, right? Going from a a bench player to a starter, a starter to a star player, to an all-star, to a superstar and what differentiates those different levels? Well, one of them for superstars, maybe the biggest one for superstars, is what do you do in winning time? And this game was a great lesson in what do you do in winning time? Because I look at the Raptors and what happened in this game, and Kyle Lowry has mentioned. It's his first game back, so you, have, you manage your expectations there. But Kyle didn't score in that fourth quarter. Freddie was making some shots, but Freddie also took a couple bad shots. And Pascal Siakam didn't even play in the fourth quarter. On the flip side, Jimmy Butler was everywhere. The, the lead got cut to four. And all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler knocks down a three. Again, he's not even shooting threes well this season. But then Jimmy Butler takes a steal, goes coast to coast for a lay in. And. The Heat at that point after Jimmy Butler hits that lay in. Again, the Raps have just cut the lead to four. Jimmy just goes on his own 5 0 run. Meanwhile, as mentioned, the steal part of that coast to coast lay in, points off turnovers at that point after Jimmy hits that layup 21 to 8 for the Heat. That was the advantage, points off turnovers. That's huge. So you're talking about Miami playing great defense on one end their transition game, turning that into offense, but then also just passing the ball back and forth, getting good shots. Freddie tried his best. Freddie hit a three to keep the minute, but then Freddie hit, he tried to take another three and bait, I think it was Olenek, into a foul, didn't really work. Jimmy came back down the floor, banged in another three. At that point, the Heat had 30 assists on their 35 field goals in the game. And then Jimmy still down the stretch, free throws to extend the lead jimmy hit another long two that made it an 11 point game at one point jimmy butler had 12 straight points for the miami heat and that basically was the game and to quote stacy king jimmy g buckets the g stands forgets that's just what this game came down to the raptors are right there the raptors were close and then jimmy butler in the fourth quarter just said all right get on my back we're winning this game that's what happened. 116 to 108, the Miami Heat win it. And as mentioned, Jimmy Butler, 27 points, 10 assists, eight rebounds in this game. What do you do in winning time? That's the separation between stars, all stars, and superstars. What do you do in winning time? And in winning time, the Raptors struggled to get anything going. And Pascal Siakam, from how it appears to me, anyways, got benched. Um, Kyle Lowry didn't score in the fourth quarter, and Freddie tried. Freddie had a solid night. 24 points, seven assists, 39 minutes for Fred. I mean, you can't ask for much more from Freddie, but end of the day, again, we're almost at the time where we got to stop thinking about moral victories, right? So at this point, the Raptors lose to the Miami Heat, 116 to 108, and i'll go to some comments now i guess i will start here again i will start on the the uh ig feed for my ig my ogs on ig who the original uh viewers of this on blast podcast glow girl smile says the heat killed us offensive rebounding uh interesting not to see siakam in the fourth totally agree on both points um K2's Garnett's asking, what was this rotation? Why did Siakam sit out in the fourth? I'm going to check to see if there was any more questions to Nick Nurse about Pascal not playing in the fourth quarter, but nope, I'm still seeing the exact same thing. Um, Nurse also said, I thought we outplayed him. I thought we outplayed him in almost all facets. The ball just bounced their way a lot. Not sure I agree with that, because they definitely didn't outplay Jimmy Butler in the fourth quarter. But hey... I understand Nick Nurse is riding for his players. He he I bet he's really happy with the performance, especially from Freddie. That was a tough performance. I also think it was a super tough per, or super good performance from um if you see what happened to um Kyle Lowry coming back in his first game. I think that's also super impressive if you look at that. But I just think that at the end of the day, it's a great move that Jimmy Butler or sorry, is a great look for Kyle Lowry playing well in his first game back, and it was a great look for Fred Van Fleet. Norm was okay, but we know the Raptors have had this thing where when everyone is in the lineup, in terms of your main guys, right, Kyle, Fred, Norm, Pascal, and OG, the Raptors have not been able to figure out how that pecking order works in terms of play everybody being able to play well together it's rarely happened this season with everybody healthy have all these guys played well together that's all i'm saying i don't know i find it interesting i really find it interesting um let me get some more comments though our bench played trash offensively literally no one can create a shot I mean, it's the bench guys, right? Like, the, it, they're bench guys because they're inconsistent. And in this instance, the bench is even more depleted just because you're lacking depth. I pointed to the number earlier on. Raptors 1-5 on the second end of a back-to-back. The biggest reason why teams struggle on the second end of back-to-backs is because they lack depth. That's the Raptors issue. We've talked about it all season. It's continuing now. And it's going to be even more so that issue. You're just going to see that. Ann says, we need rebounding. We need a rebounding big man that can shoot. I think a lot of teams in the NBA would probably like that. Um, Let me switch up here and get more comments. Let me go to YouTube here. And see if there's anything else going on on the YouTube chat. Huge shout to my Instagram folks So Appreciate you guys a lot for checking in. As I scroll to the top of the YouTube. Juha says, could have used Surge tonight? <laughs> Raps fans aren't going to get over that, are they? And they haven't even played the Clippers yet this season, right? That hasn't happened yet? So, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Owen says you think after getting beat by Miami zone for a hundred for a hundred times you think they would figure it out by now Owen, oh, I, I see your point but I also think that Miami zone they switch it up it's not always the same zone and Jack was talking about it during the game but if you realized that zone was really forced up closer towards the perimeter forcing the action at the top of the key so it would have been on the Raptors Right, And this is probably playing to what they think the weak spot was on the Raptors team. There's not a dominant big guy. But what the Raptors needed to do more, and Jack pointed this out on the broadcast, they needed to get dribble penetration or have that person they pass it to at the elbow, at that free throw line, that person has to become the creator. Because that person has to get the ball. And if the defender first comes to you, find you have to be able to make the read. Are you going to pass it? To the open guy or are you going to up fake and go right to the basket and the raptors didn't have the person in that spot that was able to make those decisions fast enough against the zone everything remained on the perimeter and at best you would get a three-point shot and that's what he was talking about in terms of force the heat forcing you into taking and making threes but i don't think it's that easy it's not that simple as just saying hey they're playing against a zone and that's what it is they should figure out how to play against his zone. It's it's different because they mix up the zones the same way Nick Nurse does. Another comment. Aisha says, gotta appreciate Miami's defense. How we couldn't find an answer to their zone puzzles me. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, Fly miss. When are Bobby and Masai gonna make a trade? We need rebounds. They're literally the death of us. I think everyone agrees with that. I'd assume they're probably trying, and there's still time, right? It's we know right now that the we know right now that the trade deadline is coming up, so there's still time to make moves, right? So it's not about panicking at this point. I think the Raptors figuring out that they've gotten back into the race. You're right smack dab in the middle of the playoffs in the standings. That's a good look. There's no need to panic. You want them to make the right move and not just make a move. So you just gotta, I was gonna say trust the process, but that's too much of a Philly thing. Trust in Masai and Bobby. That's what I would say. Mark says Spolstra is too good of a coach. This is this was all Nick Nurse. Why is he playing Macaw? How is he even still on the team? He looks like he is playing in 2019 with his positioning. Uh, someone else saying Free (laughs) Utah yo has Utah played since he got dunked on by Edwards I don't think he has right am I am I wrong there I don't think Utah has played since he got dunked on is he hurt I mean other than his hurt feelings like is he okay like is he injured I guess I should say because I mean you kind of got to throw him back out there at some point right I don't know. But either way, getting back to the point of uh, Nick Nurse and playing Patrick McCaw, longtime Raptors fans will know Nurse loves Patrick McCaw. Why? Because he knows he can throw him out there and he's going to play defense. He's not going to give them much else. But the difference here now, especially with this team, is that you need scoring. Because you're relying a lot on Fred and Kyle and Norm to score a lot. Like, you need all of those guys Here's here's the the theme of the entire season. Right. From the start of the season, I've said this and I will continue to say it throughout the playoffs for this Raptors team to be successful and make a deep run in the playoffs. All of Kyle, Fred, Norm, Pascal and OG all have to play well in the same games. They all have to play well. That is the only way this Raptors team is going to have success into the playoffs. And I think their biggest struggles so far have been the fact that when they're all in the lineup, they haven't played well. If you really think about how this Raptors season has gone, someone gets hurt and then they start and then someone else steps up. Right, You take one of those guys out. You remove one of those guys. Whether it's Kyle who missed some time. You got to remember OG missed some time. But whoever it is, someone steps up. Norm really stepped up after OG got hurt. So I think you got to figure out at certain point just what the rotation is in terms of... I shouldn't even say rotation. What the shot selections. Who's getting the shots. What's the pecking order in terms of this guy, this guy, and then this guy. or Or, 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 or... Look at what the Miami Heat did tonight. And what I mean by that is the ball movement, right? The ball movement, the passing the everybody. And then at the end of the game, though, we know everything's going through Jimmy. Do the Raptors know the same thing? Not yet. They need to figure that out, though, if they are indeed to make it make a run in the playoffs. And can they do it? Of course they can. Of course they can. Nobody's doubting that. They have talent on this team. Do they need another big guy? of course. But the talent is there. They just all got to be healthy for long enough of a stretch that we they can figure out a rotation and in terms of who gets the shots when. That's what I think. Um, my guy Corey in the six says uh, Siakam needs to be more consistent. Totally agree. We are talking about it earlier. The levels of going from a star to a superstar or an all-star is consistency. And then what do you do in winning time? Both facets of Siakam's game he does need to improve on, for sure. Solomon says, Jimmy Buckets, man. (laughs) That pretty much sums it up. Uh, We're talking about Utah. And I thought I saw Utah. No, Utah hadn't played. Egos hurt. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, Utah's confidence got shattered. But a lot of people get posterized. You just got to get someone back. I agree with that too, Corey. I think that's true. And says, bleep the moral victories. We need the next three games to protect our seating. Seating's going to be interesting, but seating, there's a lot of time left. A lot of juggling is going to be done. Because even if you look at the standing, a team like Washington that was in last or second last, like a week ago, they're slowly showing signs of life as they also get over all their COVID injuries and stuff that they had as well. Right? So I find that interesting. I I think that is interesting. More comments. Fly miss. Can we talk about the amount of ridiculous shots Freddy continues to make? Fred Van Fleet. Maybe he needs more touches in winning time. I don't know. Would we be mad at that? I thought he did a solid job in this game. I I really think, I really want to hear more. And I'll go and listen to Nick Nurse's full post game for sure. But I really do want to hear more about the decision to not bring back Siakam because I thought that was really interesting, really interesting move just for a lot of different reasons, and I also want to know Siakam's reaction to not playing in the fourth quarter, because I think that would be super interesting as well, uh, let me see what we got here, Lowry says there was some soreness in his thumb, got bumped a few times tonight, but it was fun to be back out there with the fellas, says Mr. Kyle Lowry, um, still no siakam talk yet but that's okay we'll find that out and we will talk about it next game for sure more comments uh why didn't he use davis over siakam boucher or bembry terrence davis has been so up and down and inconsistent even within games terrence davis is super inconsistent and that's going to be a problem solomon says yeah i didn't agree with what nurse said in the post game interview it was just a little petty the ball bounced our way more than theirs and they outplayed us in the clutch. That's from Solomon. Yeah, I find that an interesting comment. I mean, there are a lot of calls that were not going in the Raptors' favor, but again, the refs are I think refs are just bad in general. But overall, I think, you know, I look at this rap this game, and you're still in striking distance late. It's just their best player, Jimmy Butler, played like their best player. And the Raptors' best player, which I'm still not sure who that is exactly right because they got some options but one of their best players was on the bench now i'm not saying that that's nick nurse's decision right nick nurse's decision is right or wrong i'm just simply stating the fact that the heat best player was jimmy butler and we saw that and one of the raptors best players we don't know so hey someone's saying the bench needs norm I mean, the Raps got to figure this out. With everybody healthy and everybody in the lineup, I really got to see what this team is capable of in terms of how that hierarchy plays out. Maybe you got to balance it and Norm just has to learn how to play well and get buckets coming off the bench. I don't know. But either way, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors as they fall to the Miami Heat. They fall 116, 116 to 108, The Raptors fall and that's just a tough loss. But at the end of the day, you got to take that loss because Miami just outplayed you. I just think that the heat and especially Jimmy Butler just outplayed you, especially when you go to that fourth quarter. The game was well within reach and they just couldn't figure out how to get over the hump and you end up taking L's when that happens. 12 straight points at one point for Jimmy Butler in the fourth quarter as he leads the Miami Heat to a 116-118 victory. Jimmy Butler again. Jimmy gets buckets, 27 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds in this game, also 3 of 4 from 3. On the flip side, no Pascal Siakam in the fourth quarter for Nick Nurse and the Raptors. Fred Van Fleet though, 24 points. Kyle Lowry in his return to the lineup also had 24 points tough loss for the raps as they fall to 16 and 17 on the season friday night they end up playing against the houston rockets so a chance to get right back to 500 pick up some wins before you head into this little mini break at the all-star game raptors lose 116 to 108 again my name is Sheldon alexander i'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to this wrap it up podcast as you do after each and every toronto raptors game you can find us streaming live on twitch at On Blast Podcast, you can find us live on Twitter at ShellAlexander. Alexander. You can find us on YouTube at Shelton as well. Thank you guys, I really appreciate it. And if you ever miss a podcast or you came in this midway through. You can find us online wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the aforementioned YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Spread the word. That is this, the Wrap It Up Podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya um, blast.